Fingers crossed. And we are live. I got it right. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to Fireside Freedom. This is episode 27, and we're going to be talking about imposter syndrome. <laughs> I suffer from it. I know everybody's dealt with it at some point in time. So we're going to have a little chat tonight and get down get down deep and real on it all. So um, tonight I've got Aaron and Brian joining me. We're going to have a fun little talk. So what have you guys, and I'm just going to throw this out here. I didn't even come up with it until now to get the conversation going. What is the, the biggest thing that you guys have gotten done around the, the house or the homestead this week? Oh man, I, uh, I've been showing it a lot. <laughs> That's about it. Got it on the market. I mean, it's been a little over a week, but yeah, showing it a lot and just keep pounding away at trying to sell it. Um, we planted a lot of comfrey everywhere. <laughs> that was a pretty full box, wasn't it? It was a very full box, but <laughs> we found a spot for every single one. I figure people can do that, and if they can't, they can always give it to other people. So right. I, try to, I try to get everybody their money's worth when they yeah. order, for sure. Hey, that comfrey is resilient. I'm still amazed that it's been, all my comfrey's been mowed over twice and is still still growing. It's a little sad with the heat we've had lately, but what can we do? Yeah, over it here is, we- mine, mine is rocking. Yeah, mine mine looks sad. I need I need to get out and- do a better job at watering. Oh, but I, I just got a new hose yesterday. <laughs> Once it's established, it throws that taproot so deep, you got to really, really be in a big drought for it to, uh, to go bad. Um, yes. Summer was uh, pretty, pretty dry here. Like we were, we were in like that hay, like nobody had hay because no hay was growing drought deal. And the only thing green in my field was my comfrey. <laughs> It was all bright green because that taproot goes so deep. Yeah, I've just got the one that has the purple flowers on it. All the other ones are just green. The flowers are sweet, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. I don't have any flowers. I you just have green leaves. You gotta stop you gotta stop mowing it down and <laughs> otherwise it won't send up. I... But that's that is what you actually do if you're harvesting it for leaves. Um, you cut the leaves before the flower comes up so it doesn't take any of the energy and send it into the flowers and then you just keep it cut off at two inches every time the flower, <laughs> the leaves come out fill in cut it off at two inches leaves come in yeah. cut it off two inches and then at the end of the season let it go let it get big and then store all that energy for winter if you're nowhere mm -hmm. where there's winter you don't really have to worry about that well that's good no i did not cut it down my husband thought they were weeds I was like, well, you dude, really I told fertile them. grass around there then. I said, I planted it right along the fence line and I showed you. So now there's stakes with little flags so he won't hit them. And I brought him out there every time he's mowed. This is my comfrey. <laughs> Do not mow over it. So, yeah, no, we, uh, we got our painting. The walls finished. We haven't done the molding, but our kitchen is now green. Our living room and hallway is blue. And it's amazing the difference a little bit of paint makes when you've been staring at white walls for 10 months. <laughs> so, alrighty guys. So we're going to start out. We're, we're going to talk more about the homesteading world with this imposter syndrome. So I guess, Aaron, what does homesteading mean to you? Um, I think it pretty much just means growing and raising your own food, um, learning and practicing some, old ways of doing things, even when technology's, you know, available, just kind of have that, um, have that knowledge of how things worked, you know, back in the day. Um, I also think it's, uh, it's the importance of sharing it with our kids, like having them see how, how it's done and where all their food comes from and seeing the whole process. Homesteading, what's it mean to me? Providing for yourself anything, anything little, anything more, everything you can, um, providing something for yourself and making, taking your home wherever that is. Hopefully it's on a little piece of property, whether it's in the city or in the country or in an apartment, if it has to be, 
but taking your home and turning it into something that can provide for yourself. And uh, yeah, there's a million ways to do it, but if you're doing one, you're homesteading. Yeah, I know. I've always said that homesteading is more of a state of mind than actually doing something. Um, you know, self-reliance, getting the stuff grown. The only thing that's really grown for me this year has been my garlic. And I've now got little flowers starting to bloom at the top, so they look beautiful. But we got yeah, that. We got those off. You were supposed, to harvest, you were supposed to harvest escapes. And then, yeah, then all the more energy goes into the garlic bulbs and makes them bigger, and you make the scapes into pesto. But next year, I guess. I've never grown garlic before, so it's an experiment. I was just, I walked out yesterday, I was like, oh, look, I have flowers all of a sudden. So I get tomorrow, I'll go out, I'll cut them and see if that helps at all. I don't know. Ah, it's too late. Enjoy the flowers. They smell good. <laughs> but does this mean that I'm close to harvesting it? Right. Uh, no. For okay. us, we we used to harvest late, like uh, geez, September, maybe September. I think <laughs> late late August. I don't know. <laughs> it, it's uh, it there's if you Google it, it's easy. There's like a certain amount of leaves on the inside of the stem. Uh, once those start <laughs> to turn brown, or maybe it's the outside. Those leaves correspond to the, the wrappings on the garlic bulb. So as they dry out, the leaves go up and the leaves dry. So you count the number of dead leaves and then you harvest the garlic. Good to know. I know Leo's is probably going to be listening later and be like, buddy, I've told you this how many times. I have baby brain and can't remember anything. So I'm always like, I think I'm almost there. And then find out, no, I'm not. But yeah, for, for me, it's 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 getting to be as self-reliant as possible. You know, do we have our food stores? Do we, do we know how to grow stuff? We're learning. So it's better than not doing it. And next year we're going to grow more and just keep on advancing a little bit every single time. <laughs> so how well, I'm is gonna get, I'm going to get kicked out of the homesteader club when I move into my RV for a while. I don't know. Nah, You'll still be an honorary I member. I dropped that garlic knowledge and that comfrey knowledge on you, and I was okay. I can stay in the club. <laughs> we'll consider you an honorary member. <laughs> Thanks. That means a lot. You're so welcome. <laughs> so I guess how, like, when or how have you guys felt like imposters in this homesteady world? You know, it, I've, I've noticed some questionable... Uh, comments out there in the social media over the last six or seven months. It's been starting to get a little angsty between different homesteaders, but how, like when and how have you guys felt like imposters? I haven't, I heard about this, all this riffing going on. I don't, I guess I don't pay attention enough. I'm in my own world. I don't really pay attention to all that shit. So if there's, if there's riffing going on in the, in the homesteading world, I'm out of it. Uh, but uh, I don't know. I, I don't know if I've ever really felt as an imposter. Um, I was hesitant to share at the beginning when I started this because I um, I didn't know what the results were going to be. And I, I kind of I'm I'm really science oriented and and scientific scientific method and and experimenting. And I want to present the case at the end because um, that's what scientists do. Uh, but I got to a point where I had experienced enough that I just figured whatever, I don't give a shit anymore. And I just kind of tell you everything that I've done, but that's what I stick to is stuff I've done. I've actually done, I've put my hands on and that's really kept me from feeling like an imposter because how am I an imposter if I've actually done it? Like, I, I, this is what I did and this is what happened. I'm not saying you're gonna do the same thing, but I'm not an imposter because that it's what I actually did. It's when you, when you talk about stuff out of your out of your turn and stuff that you're just hypothesizing about and i do that too but there's a place for that and i'm upfront about it like if i'm if i'm if i'm brainstorming with someone and we're just shooting ideas around obviously i haven't done it because we're trying to figure something out but yeah i'm definitely upfront about that everything i say on my show and i'm pretty pretty straightforward on the stuff i've done and this is how i've done it and if it worked or it didn't so 
I, I don't really think imposter was reluctancy to share and internet speeds really hurt it. I think if it was easier for us to upload videos, it would have been a different story. And I kind of, it was an easy scapegoat to say, oh, I just don't want to share because I didn't want to upload a four hour video or a 10 minute video that took four to eight hours to upload. Um, I think for me, I'm generally a nervous person. So I'm always like anxious on what people are thinking. But I know for sure the first time was driving down to LFTN the first time by myself. I was probably somewhere in Kentucky going, holy shit, what am I doing? I can't just turn around. <laughs> like Nate will be mad at me if I come home. And it was like, why am I going here? I have nothing to add. All these people have like, you know, they're all established and have these huge properties. And here I am going, I've got a half acre and I have rabbits and chickens. And then, you know, as you talk to people, it was like, oh, well, that's, you know, that's something. That's a lot. You're doing it. So I think well, you, that didn't, you didn't need to go there to add is the nice part. You yes. were going there. You were going there to learn and grow. Right. But right. you always bring something to it, yes. whether you know it or not, whether you think it or not, even if you don't tell anybody, if you don't share anything with anybody, you still brought something to yeah. them by being there. You let somebody learn how to teach you or, yeah. you know, that's true. So, but, you know, you, you kind of wanted to, you know, go in there with something and then. Yeah, because you hear everybody talk about they go to the everybody grows and everybody yeah. shares and you're like, oh, shit. Yeah. Like, <laughs> here I am. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, you're fine. You guys are awesome. I, yeah. I watched what you guys are doing there and it's you're doing the the gymnastics with the with the small property and the neighbors and the city and all that. And yeah, you're doing great. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, we've done a lot in the last year or so at least. Um, but yeah, I mean, I know it was a lady that talked about like the people in online. It's like, you start seeing people say like, Oh, if you haven't been doing this, you know, for 40 years, then don't bother. And you just start getting in your head. Like, yeah, but you were the, you were here where I was at some point. So doesn't take 40 years to learn how to raise a chicken. I'm sorry. No. <laughs> really doesn't. It. it takes about 40 minutes online. Yeah. For for me, it's it's just one of those, like, when I started blogging, I was like, who am I to just write a blog, you know? So I said, well, I'm just going to do my day-to-day -day stuff. This is what I'm doing. And it's still evolving. But I know every once in a while, there'll like, like conversations will happen, especially within are different groups, you know, and somebody will, somebody will ask a question. I'll say, okay, I haven't done this, but I ha I know people who have, and we've talked about it and this is their recommendation or they, or so-and-so does X, Y, and Z or point someone in the right direction of where to do it. And then you always get the, the one uppers <laughs> who are like, oh, well, I've been doing this for this way. And you're not, Nobody, I haven't actually seen anybody say it, but it's more like in the way that you interpret it. Whereas you're not a real homesteader if you're doing X, Y, or Z. <laughs> so that's why for me, like, as I've over the last three years now, I've just been like, homesteading for me is more of a mindset versus actually that my little homestead. I'm in the middle of nowhere. I'm not interacting with anybody. I'm growing all my own food. I'm completely self-reliant. You know, for me, that's not actual homesteading. You're a hermit. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, and I, I think the biggest time that I felt like an imposter is actually when I was asked to join Fireside Freedom, because I sat there and I, I had a good come to Jesus moment, like, what do I have to bring to this group of rock stars? <laughs> and I was like, well, I'm learning. And we're all learning at one point. We, we all come into this not knowing how to raise chickens or rabbits or grow comfrey or garlic. <laughs> so I was like, well, what do I have to add to this group? So I'm not the imposter. I have to add, like, I'm hopeful. I want to learn. I wanted to hear what you guys are saying. And it's whenever I start to get a little worried, I just go back to that. Like, this is where I'm at. I, everyone's at a different level with it. So it's always fun. But I, I know I mentioned the the real homesteading. Have has anyone ever told you that you're not a real homesteader? I mean, Brian, you're about to go live in an RV. Does that make you a real homesteader? 
I don't know. I don't know if anybody's ever told me I wasn't a real homesteader. I never asked. <laughs> if they did, I would have asked them, what, what's your definition of homesteader? Because, I mean, it doesn't matter to me what you think. And I think uh, if more people would just kind of think that way, we'd all be a lot better. Um, not to my face that I know of, um, which is why I, I get annoyed with myself thinking, like, why do I feel like this? Like, like Brian said, it doesn't matter. You know, I, I've gone through phases where it's like, when I post things, it's like, am I posting things to like prove to other people or am I posting things to just be able to go back and look and see, you know, the progress we've made. So that, you know, that's how Corey started with the dogs was, it was just like documenting documenting so we could go back and look and it kind of became popular and a lot of people started following it um which became a chore but then we kind of circled back to we're we're documenting that's what we're doing we're just documenting our lives for us and for future generations um you know i got a niece and a nephew i got a son like yeah maybe they maybe they want to see this shit in 30 years or maybe their kids mm -hmm. want to see what i was doing or who knows so I'm not doing it for anybody else but me. I'm really excited that people like to listen and that listeners are going up and people enjoy the content and learning and the blog posts and the product recommendations and all that stuff. I'm glad people enjoy it, but it's for me. Mm -hmm. It's for me and my family and my that's my legacy um, because what else do I have? You know, like that's what I can pass on. I, I'm not going to be a million, a bazillionaire and be able to make my kids independently wealthy and met all my nieces and nephews and all that. But you know what? I can teach them how to skin a rabbit or make a rabbit foot keychain and maybe they can make five bucks. So mm -hmm. cool. Yeah. It's, it's on those days where it's like, oh my gosh, I feel like I'm not doing anything. We can go back and be like, holy crap, I did do that. It's just kind of nice to see that. Yeah. So kind of going over on the imposters, Nate over here had commented that the imposters, if I can get this to show correctly. Oh, come on. <laughs> I'm trying here, guys. I'm sorry. Here we go. Uh, you know, he says that the, the imposters are the ones who talk about doing everything, but don't actually do it. I mean, <laughs> Brian, Brian, I feel like you've run into those people. <laughs> Yeah. Just based on your reaction. <laughs> yeah, you know, it is what it is. It is what it is. I just I just move along. Move along and do my thing. Other people, <laughs> that's the thing. Like once you once you realize it doesn't fucking matter what anybody else thinks or what anybody else does, because that's not gonna help you when you need when you need to eat or you need to provide for yourself or you need to know how to do something. All the other bullshit in the world, it don't matter. It don't matter. So just figure your shit out, figure out how to do it and uh, move along. <laughs> and Scramblin said to uh, his mom said he wasn't a real farmer, but he was feeding his family off of growing plants for a decade. And then she said, Hey, I guess you're a farmer. He's a farmer. All right. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a lot going on out there. Is it Squatch Fest? Is it, are we talking about that? Is that coming up again soon or something? Did I hear about that? That's in September. Say that yeah. in September. If you're in the Pacific yeah. Northwest, definitely go to Squatch Fest. You Absolutely. can use discount code the Lots Project uh, at foodforestfarms.com to get 50% off Squatch Fest ticket. Oh. <laughs> Shameless plug there for my discount code. We might have a contest <laughs> or something going on, so definitely use it if you're going to go to the show. Go to the show. But yeah, no, it's it. Like the, the real homesteading thing, it's so funny because I've never actually said the word homestead to my family. They just think that we're crazy because we don't live in the suburbs. We've moved out to the a more rural area. And and I'm just sitting here. It's like, well, I don't know what to tell you guys. But uh, <laughs> I mean, they, they don't even know I have a blog. They don't know I'm on this podcast because there's I don't see a reason to, to share it with them. Maybe, Maybe one they'd day. enjoy it. You should you should definitely tell them about it. Maybe they'd enjoy it. <laughs> Maybe one day. <laughs> I 
I'm, I'm not quite ready for that yet. Drop a bunch of f bombs in. I'm sure they'd love that one. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't think I'm ready for that one yet. But uh, you know, it's it's just funny the whole real homesteader versus fake homesteader. And then now, now lately, I've been noticing people are going more Instagram, like the Instagram homesteader, where everything's like the picture perfect white picket fences. And I sit here as like. Yeah, no. <laughs> My place is never going to look I'm, like that. I'm happy. For, I'm happy for them. I really am. <laughs> I, that's just not me. Like, I don't. I don't need my picket fence to be white to uh, to eat my eggs and enjoy my uh, enjoy my bounty of everything I do. I'd rather put my energy into doing that stuff. Yeah, I I think as long as I got a decent house to live in and I got the, I've got a good freezer and good pantry of food. And I'm and I'm still learning, constantly learning. I know for me that's what that's what helps you be a quote unquote real homesteader, is you're always looking for something to learn. How do I learn to do this? Mm-hmm. Once I eventually harvest my garlic, I'm gonna be like, okay, how do I save this? What's the best way to do it? So I will be reaching out to everybody that I know that grows garlic to see what they do and how they take care of it. <laughs> So, Aaron, how do you keep yourself positive when you find yourself starting to go go down that rabbit hole of not feeling like you're? Um, I just focus on I focus on the real reasons why I'm doing this, and it's not for other people. Like Brian was saying, I mean, everything that we do is because we're just called to do it, and it feels right for our family. And just focusing on why I'm doing that. Um, I take a break from posting, you know, just because it's like I seem to go out and do it because I want to and not just to show it off, I guess. What was the question? <laughs> How do you keep yourself positive? I'm a ray of fucking sunshine. I don't need to be, I don't need any help staying positive. Are you kidding me? If I was more, if I was any more positive, I, yeah, I, yeah, couldn't happen. I don't know. I, I just look for another problem to solve. That turns my crank. So that's, that's about it. You just don't let anything phase you. Cause I don't care about shit. <laughs> I got to a point in my life where it doesn't matter if it, if like really, really focusing in on that circle of concern, circle of influence, you know, the whole Venn diagram or the whole deal. Yeah, it works. So if it if it's not affecting the temperature of your pool, don't worry about it. Don't matter. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know for us, it's more of a. Just we just keep we just got to keep reminding ourselves why we're why we're changing our family, why we're changing the family tree to do do things the way that we are because we weren't happy with with how we were raised with how the rest of the family is still doing everything so for us it's it's a chance to branch out and and really be our own start our own tree i guess you know uh, liberty meat liberty meat hit it over there my field of fucks has gone a barren so <laughs> I, have none, I have none left to give and uh yeah life is easier that way yeah, and then we got over here, Freedom Media Corps. I only have the time, energy, and money for so many things. Hey, mister, get out from there. I see people get into everything at once. It's a recipe for failure. Yeah, I I had big plans for this year. I had plans for a huge garden, doing all this stuff. And then I was like, I'm going to be miserably pregnant over the summer and with a newborn in the fall. I don't need to be out in the garden every day dealing with all of that and then learning how to can and preserve <laughs> with a newborn. So that's why we're doing garlic. We got the one thing growing. If you learn with a newborn, it's got to be easier after that, right? Assuming that I actually remember and like can keep it in here. <laughs> sure. <laughs> but you know, it's, it's next year that I know we're, we're going to be doing, we're going to be expanding a little bit more. Still haven't figured out what the expansion's going to be yet. I want to do rabbits, but somebody's not completely sold on the rabbits just yet. 
I need him to spend some more time with Nate. <laughs> Nate will say, do it or don't do it. <laughs> exactly. Oh, man. I, so you guys both went down to SRF. Do you think that that was a positive for you when it in terms of being connected and not... Well, we know Brian doesn't feel like an imposter because <laughs> he just doesn't he care. Doesn't care. <laughs> he doesn't care. But uh, do, do you think that that helped you guys feel more connected to the community in general and just this way of life? Yeah, and it was definitely wasn't a negative. Um, I mean, it was really nice meeting people in person that we'd been talking to, um, like Corey. And... Um, <laughs> And, you know, just not me. For sure. <laughs> I, I smelled funny. It was hot. Um, it was it was super hot. But yeah, I mean, it, it was all around a positive experience. There was nothing really negative from it at all. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was fantastic. I, I really enjoyed running people that I met online. Uh, really enjoyed meeting Nate and Aaron and uh, seeing their campsite and hanging out with them and them providing chairs for us the next day and all sorts of fun stuff. They're great people. So, and cheese, freeze dried cheese. Yes. They're like cheese croutons. They are delicious. <laughs> no, it, it was great. It was great. Uh, the in person, there's just something about it when you're talking to someone face to face instead of face to screen um, next to you, above you, Brady Bunch style. So yeah, it was cool. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I know. I know. Going to LFTN this year was definitely uh, that lit the fire under my ass because you can talk to people online. You know, you can. We can have these conversations like we're having right now with the Brady Bunch style. But until you're actually there, like that's. What, I think that's when you really get the energy going because. I'm feeding off of Aaron's energy, who's feeding off of Brian's energy, who's feeding off of Scramblin's energy and everything, you know? So it it just keeps that cycle going and gets you, really gets you into it. <laughs> Aaron, a question for you, which Brian, you can just kind of hang out for a minute while we talk homeschool stuff. <laughs> In terms of homeschooling, have you ever had any imposter syndrome feelings with that? No. I, hey, wait, no. hey, wait, wait, wait. I homeschooled till he was five. <laughs> okay, so you get to answer that same question next. <laughs> no, I think homeschooling was, I think because it wasn't my original decision, Nate was the one who brought it up and I just kind of was like, okay, let's just try it. And it just worked. Um, so I never felt like it was like my thing, I guess. So when someone questioned, it was like, well, it's working, you know, meet my kids. It's working. Like having them be how they are made a huge difference. I, it's it's completely different than homesteading. I don't know why, but homeschooling is like, I, there are days where it's like, I question like if I'm doing it the right way, but that's with anything. But yeah, it's it's always just felt very natural. That's because it is. It is. It is very natural. I mean, really, if we all we all like to talk about keto and all that and everything going back to going back to what humans naturally did. Did they send their kids to school or did they just let them live with their lives with them and teach them what they knew every mm -hmm. day? So, I mean, if we want to talk about diet, we want to talk about how about we talk about education and mm -hmm. like we were talking about earlier before the show, like the grounding and did people wear shoes before? Maybe they were a little healthier that way. That's how they learned how to walk without shoes and balance and posture. Mm -hmm. So yeah, homeschooling's natural. You're doing it right. You're doing, <laughs> yeah. you're okay. Yeah. I mean, there was always days where it's like, maybe they would benefit from going, but then after, you know, all the BS with, I don't know if I want to say the word, like, well, like, do red flags but yeah. <laughs> i mean it was like how is it not the right choice like how are how is everybody like still okay with with how it was 
don't know. I mean, in reality, if they can take care of themselves when they graduate. Yeah. I mean, it's more than half the kids that I graduated high school with could do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and as, as we're talking here, all I can think about is, are we the imposters compared to the quote unquote normies? Where we, like if we're doing more, if you do more of a gray man lifestyle where people don't realize how much of a lots projector you are, <laughs> you know? For those of us who, who do more of the, the living outside of the, the norms and the systems, are we the imposters? Or are maybe, they? Maybe imposters, yeah. I don't, <laughs> see, that's the thing. I don't, I don't subscribe to any pigeonhole, so I don't think I'm an imposter. I'm just me. Like, I'm just doing my thing, and you can do your thing, and it, none of it matters. If we need to connect and we need to network, we need to know what each other are about. But it doesn't matter to me what you do. Like, it doesn't affect me. Like, how does how you raise your chickens or how you grow your grow your food, how does that affect me here in Minnesota? And how does that affect Aaron in Illinois? Like, I don't give a shit. I just, I'm me. I'm doing my deal. I'm learning from everybody I see. I'm, I'm taking in information. Even somebody I don't like, I'm still evaluating everything they're doing, everything they're saying, thinking how can this benefit me? How can this benefit me? And I'm doing me. So I like, I, I don't know how you are an imposter when you just do you, do you put you out there or not. Like if you don't want to be online, you don't want to be a content creator. You don't want to have a YouTube channel. You don't want to talk on the microphone. Don't do it. Who gives a shit? Just you do you and you're not an imposter then. You know, as, as you were doing that, all all I could see in my head was a scene from The Incredibles 2 where Mr. Incredible goes, I eat thunder and fart lightning, man. <laughs> I was waiting for that to come out of your mouth. Although I'm sure you haven't seen that movie. <laughs> yeah, no. Nope. I don't know about that. Is that <laughs> the Incredibles? Is that a cartoon? Yes, it's a Disney cartoon. I remember the first one, I think. Yeah. There's a second one. Yep. <laughs> yeah i mean if when things if if and when things you know hit the fan it doesn't really matter what what somebody else is doing anyway even if it doesn't hit the fan it doesn't yeah. matter what they're doing yeah. either. <laughs> doesn't at all not today not tomorrow i mean people gotta learn to let go and worry worry about what's going on in their life and uh, get their shit together because there's a lot of people that worry about a lot of other things than look at them and their shit is just a mess. So worry about you, man. Take care of you. Yep. <laughs> and it's funny because it's so much easier said than done. <laughs> I know we've, we've kind of had this conversation before at various times on, on this podcast and on everyone's own, you know, we know Brian just doesn't give a shit. <laughs> And that's why we love having him as part of our crew because you need to hear that, you know. You know, I, I I've become a very positive thinker over the last several years, but you can be positive, but you can also be real, you know. And I I think that I think that the more real that you can be, the less likely you are to to feel like the imposter and whatever whatever group it is that you're going through or lifestyle, what, whatever, you know, I, I think the more comfortable you are in your own skin and with what you're doing and that you're just excited to learn, that you're not going to have those issues. If that makes sense. I struggled a long time giving a shit what other people thought. I bartended for a long time. I was in hospitality. I would like had to maintain my, you know, like, I had to maintain a look and an attitude and take care of people. Like now I'm in customer service, but it's like tech work. So, you know, you got an ornery old tech that looks like me and you just expect them to be an asshole. But uh, yeah, when I was making a living, worrying about what people thought of me, it really spiraled into everything in my life. And there was just a point 
Corey had a lot to do with it, talking with her. Uh, I quit drinking for like a decade. That kind of like will straighten you out. And you, you really realize that it just doesn't, doesn't fucking matter. Like, why am I wasting my energy thinking about other people? At not, not, not caring about other people, thinking about what other people think of me. You don't like me? Okay, you do. You want to be around me and you bring value to my life. I'm going to bring value to your life. No problem. No problem. I will, I will enrich you in some way. I hope if not, then let me know and I will try somewhere else, but that's about it. So was there more, was there like a tipping point that, that made you go that way versus caring? Was, was there like one situation that stuck out or were you just finally just like, I'm taking tired of this shit. Like, how do I not, not focus on it? I had a meltdown, I think. It was pretty much, yeah. <laughs> I had I had like one of those weekends where you just absolutely lose your mind, and I just decided I don't give a shit anymore because it didn't matter. Uh, some things were said from different people. Some things were said from people that I thought I it mattered, and then they said some stuff, and I I put two and two together and went, <laughs> okay, whatever. This doesn't matter. It doesn't fucking matter. Let me just be me because now I'm going to be happy and I'm going to do what I'm going to do. And was it like there was just this weight lifted off your shoulders at that point? Yeah. Yeah. I don't give a shit. (laughs) (laughs) No, I just, I just try to be genuine. I try to do me and, and like, I'm happier that way. Like I sleep better at night, not pretending to be someone else. That's good. So Martinson family over here in the comments said that it's funny how often being honest and blunt makes people say that you're an asshole. That's the problem. Assholes don't care if they're assholes. <laughs> like they, I just, I just try to, I, yeah. Yeah. Just, just do it. <laughs> it, it like you, you can't get in trouble for telling everybody being consistent across the board. If I call you out because you're stupid, like not because you're dumb, like I don't fault people for not being intelligent because they're not intelligent. Like there's just not intelligent people. But when you're just doing stupid things for stupid reasons, like I'll call you out on that. If I'm consistent across the board, then if that makes me an asshole, that makes me an asshole. Like, okay. Like you shouldn't be doing that. One example. <laughs> Erin, you got any feedback on that one or any anything to say? <laughs> um, I just need to take lessons on that. I mean, I, I I really try and just not worry about it, but it's in my nature to just be anxious and nervous and question everything that I'm doing all the time. <laughs> Why? Everything is working so well. Your your I, girls are fantastic. You guys are doing great. You're you're feeding yourselves. Your you I know. Know, freezer's full. And, I mean, I've talked about this with a lot of people that it's like this last year, it's like everything just feels like it's working. No, I mean, it is working, but I still feel like it's not working. Like I, it's really irritating. I have no idea what's going on. You need to message me more. (laughs) What's not working for you though? I, I don't know. It's just, it's all in my head. Like everything is going amazing. Like your stuff looks great. I know. The garden's growing. The rabbits are are breeding. Everything's. So you guys are. Are you out of school? Do you like go out of school in the summer, or do you guys just do all year round? We um we well, I don't want to say we unschool because we have rules. I yell. We have bedtimes. I yell. They listen. (laughs) No, no. I yell. They don't listen. But I mean, I kind of like to call it life school. Like we'll go through phases where it's like okay. I mean, they need to learn how to write. They need to learn how to read, but it's not like, you know, the state says you need to do it right now. Like in first grade, this is what you do. Like we don't do that at all. It's, we have no idea what the school is doing at the moment. And so it doesn't matter. No, your girls, when they're ready, they'll do it. But I was, I was wondering, cause you're going to all these cool places. I was wondering if that was part of like, 
the learning experience if you do it all year round with everything you do do you turn it into some sort of learning opportunity only if it happens like we went and saw a world war ii plane fly over town over the weekend and that sparked them like we watched videos on world war ii like i mean it was awesome and it just happened you know we learned about all this stuff and it wasn't like okay we're gonna learn about world war ii today and guess what those girls are gonna end up doing finding out what they're interested in and going whole hog into it and being the best they can at it. My oldest could tell you anything you want to know about horses. I know nothing about horses. Like, (laughs) what do you mean? You're their teacher. How do you not know anything about horses? I know it's crazy. And it's like, it's amazing. I'll tell you the best, the best instructor I've had, uh, like I've done a lot of training through different, tech jobs, maintenance jobs, this and that. We get manufacturer training left and right for everything. Was a gentleman that taught me how to search PDFs. Really, uh, we had the class for 40 hours that week. Probably 15 hours was based on how to search PDFs because all our manuals come in PDFs. Mm-hmm. He taught me how to use the manuals effectively so that I actually use them. And then taught me a little bit about the rest of the stuff. But he taught me how to use the manuals instead of what's in the manuals. Best instructor in the world. He couldn't teach me everything in 40 hours that I needed to know. But he could teach me in 20 hours how to find anything I needed Mm -hmm. to know. Yeah, teaching them how to learn is probably the biggest thing. Don't don't teach them shit. Teach them how to teach themselves shit. And then your job got easy. Oh, right. Yeah, it's like, hey, let's look it up, you know? Yeah, it, it, it works. Scrambling nailed it right there. I was just about to share that, so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Ask, whom am I putting the plan for? When you, honestly, when you honestly say no one, that's it. And that's including yourself. You got to be doing, Ooh. you can't just be. You're getting deep, Aaron. <laughs> I had a, you know, I've had a couple drinks already. <laughs> <laughs> oh man but yeah i mean you got to make sure you're doing it for the real reasons and not just to make you feel better i guess well i mean if it does make you yeah 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 but not just to be like that's what i tell people with uh what was it making money off something i was like i mean if you're losing money but you're doing it oh it's farmer's markets like I mean, you can make money. I know plenty of people that make make their living doing it. Uh, mm-hmm. It wasn't us. Like, we weren't going to make a ton of money doing it, but we enjoyed the networking and this and that. And, like, there were some people that were selling stuff, and I was like, they're losing money. Like, they're not selling enough to cover their booth fee, but maybe it's therapeutic for them. Maybe mm-hmm. the social interaction is is worth that. So you have to value that into how much profit you made. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, the last couple of years when everything kind of shut down before that, a big thing going back to homeschooling was um, making sure you were with a group and in a co-op and, you know, making sure that everyone saw that you were actually doing something all day. And the past couple of years, it's kind of come off like, well, it doesn't really matter. You know, Mm -hmm. we're happy and it's working. Yeah, your girls are so smart, (laughs) Erin. I didn't hear either one of you. <laughs> the government schools work so well. Oh, yeah. 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 No, Aaron, your girls are so dang smart. Yeah. I, lo- I love that whenever, when we, when, like the three times we've been able to get together with the kids, but I'm always amazed at, at what, what new knowledge that they have and what they can share about everything. So it, yeah. And most of the time I didn't teach them that. <laughs> That's the way to do it, though. Yeah. Yep. I, I know for us, like with the homeschooling, we're leaning more towards the, like you do, unschooling kind of, but, you know, with, with rules and limits and all that stuff. Because we, there's nothing worse than being told, okay, we're, you're going to learn about this and you have absolutely zero interest in it. And then you end up fighting it and not actually learning anything. And it's just a waste of your time. So I know... Little man's big thing has been dinosaurs and all the different construction type trucks. So he's been learning what they all are. 
And now when we're driving down the road, to look out in the fields like, oh, that's a combine or that's this type of track. I don't even know. <laughs> you know, it's like, how did he figure this out? But from watching whatever, you know, and reading the, we've got some books on trucks and tractors. So he's learning the, the different names and everything. And I'm just like, that's a green one. <laughs> that's an orange tractor. I don't know what it is. Green one's John Deere. <laughs> I know. I know John Deere. International Harvester's red. Alice Chalmers is orange. I know. <laughs> but it, it's it's one of those things, you know, it's it's interesting to see how they learn. And to, did we have, oh, there we did a homeschooling episode here really early on um, before Aaron and Nate joined us. And it was just one of those, I just remember thinking back then, you know, that, that's another great way to feel like an imposter. I know my mother keeps questioning our choices and our choice to homeschool. And I just keep sitting there and she's, she throws all this government school crap at me because she had all of that experience. And I'm just sitting here and I'm just like, I hated school. <laughs> I felt like an imposter in school because I did not want to be there, but I put on the show to get the good grades to take the AP classes, not that I really wanted to and all that stuff. So, but. Hold on. Can you, can you define, like, I might've been talking about the whole wrong thing. What, what are you defining as imposter syndrome? Like I was thinking that like, I'm not good enough to, I'm not good enough in whatever I'm talking about to, uh, to put content out there to teach other people. That's, that's oh. what I was thinking as imposter syndrome. Oh, there's absolutely that. Um, Am, am I the right one? So like, so like for me with the school stuff, like I didn't feel like I should even be there. I didn't feel like I had any, like, I didn't feel like I needed to be there. So for me, for when I was in school, my imposter syndrome was just going through the motions and acting like I, like I was like this top student and everything, but deep down inside, I absolutely hated it, you know? And and everybody has a different vert, a different definition as to what imposter syndrome truly does mean to them, you know? So that's the other thing. We say imposter syndrome. We, we all came to this with a different definition of what that meant. So that's, that's also a huge part of it is realizing that, okay, I feel like an imposter, but why do I feel like an imposter? Why, why should I not be here? Why should I not have a voice in this arena? Why should I, why should I be able to to go here and actually do this? You know. Let's see. I was going to say, Freedom Media just shared this, and I think, and I thought this is a good thing um, about fighting bouts of anxiety since all the lockdowns started, and, and it feels like the world is spinning out of control. It's definitely gotten worse. <laughs> I know personally. Watch your fingers, big guy. And um, you know that's a whole other thing because. When, when you're dealing with that anxiety, I know for me personally, like when my anxiety starts to kick in, that's when I really start to feel like an Im imposter in whatever I'm doing, whether it was back when I was working full time downtown in the city while I'm staying home with little man, you know, well, my husband and I are starting to talk about how we're going to start homeschooling him this year so we can learn how to read and write and everything that anxiety like that, that makes you question everything. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's like with the, you know, with everything going on with the gardening, it's like you get anxious if the garden's not producing and you get anxious if it is producing. Cause it's like, well, then I have to do something with it. And <laughs> it's like a whole vicious circle of like things that are good, but you're sitting here going, uh, Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm just reading the comments over there and yeah, we got, we got some good ones going on. I was reading, uh, yeah. Martin's and family talking <laughs> about friendships and, uh, yep. yeah, if you don't want the truth then fuck off. Cause you, you definitely have to be honest with, I have to be able to be honest with my friends. Cause if, if something's bothering me about someone, I'm going to tell them because if there's undue, strife between me and someone else then 
it doesn't need to be there if I can just confront you and tell you you do you're you're wrong or I feel you're wrong or maybe you should reconsider or however I want to put it. But yep. yeah, I'm gonna just tell you the truth. And if you can't handle that, that's kind of like why Corey doesn't like a lot of girls is because she's very blunt too, and that's why we we get along a, a ton. Like our relationship is so solid because we will call each other out on anything, and we're just completely bluntly honest with each other. And mm -hmm she tries to be that way with other females and it doesn't always go over real well because she comes off as a bitch, but she's just honest. And <laughs> so she just prefers to hang out with guys because guys seem to be able to handle that more. I don't know what it is, but I mean, manly guy, like guy guys, like not the new guys. <laughs> I found that <laughs> like a lot of the new guys that I've worked with can't handle it. <laughs> And I get in trouble because I'm one of those old guys that's just honest. <laughs> Liberty meets solutions. I think Brian is saying the secret to happiness is to be an asshole. <laughs> it's not be an asshole. It's just just, just say it like it is. I mean, if it everybody has a different view on things, so just just live your life, man. Like I heard there's this thing like it's your truth or whatever. So I'm just, I'm just telling my truth. <laughs> like, I can be woke too. <laughs> oh man. I know. Scrabble when says, yup, max that IDGAF <laughs> every day, every day. What were you going to say, Aaron? Um, I know with the rabbits, when we first got them, I was telling Nate, like, don't tell anybody we're doing this. Like, People are going to think we are nuts. Like, you know, we're killing fuzzy animals that are pets. And after a while, it was like, you know what? This is actually really cool. Like, my freezer is full. Like, I didn't go to the store mm -hmm. and buy this. So I started posting it. And, man, I I found all the people that weren't going to fit. <laughs> it's real quick, isn't it? It is, yeah. If you start being honest and you start telling people what you're doing, either A they get curious and ask you about it b they're already doing it or c they're totally appalled and leave and i guess there's the fourth option they just don't care because yeah. they're they're just oblivious. The brian <laughs> well no like no. well true like i don't care what you do like that's so i mean that's kind of the anarchist libertarian thing like you do you i don't give a shit yep just let me do me I, weird. I just talked about that for 45 or 52 minutes and yeah, that's what it is. That's just how I live is that philosophy. So it makes life easy. Yeah. I remember when I, when I started the blog, I quietly shared it with a handful of people who I thought might be interested. And it was funny because three of them immediately unfriended me. And it's like, Oh, Really? So <laughs> I was like, well, that's telling about our friendships that we've had for all these years that you're just going to <laughs> shoot me aside. And I was like, okay, whatever. <laughs> Bye. I don't, <laughs> I don't need that in my life. <laughs> was that your Facebook friends? Yeah. Nah. It was people that I've known for like 20 years. I was like, oh, wow. Okay, sure. <laughs> I I uh, I've remained friends. I might piss some people off like saying this. I don't know who listens to this, but uh, yeah, I've remained friends with some people from high school. I've dumped a lot of them because I just didn't give a shit. Like I looked at it, I was like, "You guys are living the life you grew up." <laughs> cool. I mean, if that's cool and that's what you want to do, rock and roll. But like, I see your kids as I saw you, because now we're that age. Like their yeah. kids are like when we were in high school and all this shit. And I'm like, that's you. It's like you're you're clone um cool good for you rock on that's not me but we all have like different ideologies like i i say political ideologies but i don't have i'm at like anti-political ideologies so yeah i'm really outcast uh but yeah i watch i watch all those old and i'm like if they disappeared i wouldn't even i wouldn't be at a loss like you do you and you be happy i really am really happy if you're happy but like you add nothing to me like really wow wow you're really just in ingrained in the whole deal <laughs> yeah the, the those friend losses i those definitely opened my eyes like oh wow I'm like okay so 
was like, so if I actually share this, because after seeing what they had been posting and comments with other people, my next thought was, so if I share this like with a larger subset of people, I'm going to lose a lot of people that I'm friends with, but who I don't actually talk to regularly. It was like, I'm okay with this. <laughs> you know, like, and really, really how many friends, like I got a couple, I mean, my wife is my best friend. Like mm -hmm. she's the only one that really matters. And I have maybe like two or three other people that yep. like are really, really trusted people in my life. I have a lot of acquaintances like a lot of acquaintances and a lot of a large network that I'm very happy with and I love interacting with. They're great people. But like I have a few people that if they were gone, people come in and out of your network, mm -hmm. like, and not necessarily out and gone. Like we're just like always interchanging. And, but that core circle has got to be small and tight and uh, trusted. So absolutely. Friends, <laughs> what are they? Yeah. Liberty meets solutions. It says growing up and losing friends is part of growth, like a lizard shedding skin. If they're that poor of a fit, they weren't really a friend anymore, were they? And it's true. And you know, you go through your seasons of life, and you guys may have been that good fit. It's at one at that one stage of your life, but if when everything was safe, yeah, and and as you grow, your interests should grow and change. They you shouldn't be just blinders on just going down the highway just not looking anywhere you know you just gotta you need to be able to to reach out and learn new stuff and open your mind to different points of view oh man <laughs> well we just went down a very different road than i expected this conversation but you know what that's why we have these talks because you got to draw it out <laughs> we gotta hit that hour mark guys but no it uh we never know where exactly we're gonna take the take these conversations and these topics so i mean we're, we're getting close to an hour here so i guess if you could if you could just say one thing to somebody who's newly come to this way of living what would you tell them in terms of how to handle any negativity or just themselves questioning making the right choice. I'd probably just tell him to talk to Brian. <laughs> <laughs> Direct message me. Come to the Lots Project chat. T.me slash Lots chat. That's T.me slash Lots chat. Yeah, we're a bunch of great people over there that will support you and bust your balls at the same time. So I don't know. Um, my advice to someone getting into this about the negativity, don't listen to it. Why? Like, hopefully you made a conscious decision to come into this lifestyle. Hopefully you researched a little bit and hopefully you saw all the negative bullshit and you still chose to do it. So don't worry about it. Don't worry about that negative stuff. That negative stuff is there in anything you're going to do. So just ignore it. Do your thing. You do you. You got questions? Ask. Don't be afraid to ask. But don't be afraid to look it up for yourself first. Like that is my biggest pet peeve in groups is when you could have Googled it quicker than you wrote it in the group and found an answer. <clears throat> stop. Just stop. Don't waste people's time start a conversation if you need to have a conversation about something or if you can't find an answer or you find very conflicting answers maybe ask for advice with specifics like hey i looked this up and i'm getting these conflicting results there's your piece of advice like if you want to learn shit put a little bit into your questions instead of just trying to get people to answer all your questions for you to go off of that like if you're on a discord chat or MeWe or anything Use the search function to see if somebody else has asked that question. So I guarantee you it's probably been asked like five to ten times before. And if you do that quick little search, you're going to get the answer that you need. <laughs> really, I think it's just remember why you're doing it. Like if there was no one else around, would you still be doing it? Because you want to and it'll benefit your family. Yep. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah. 
what yeah, she said. Definitely be doing it for the right reasons. Like, do you are you doing it so you can have a homestead channel and make a million dollars on Instagram and wear your Daisy Dukes and your crop top and have your chickens <laughs> or whatever? Or are you, do you guys your, sell those? Do you sell tank tops? So I that, that's gonna be I tank top here, and but... Daisy Dukes. I uh, I will make up with some Daisy Dukes if you want them. I, not for me, not for me. I will I will custom cut my own Carhartt pants into <laughs> Daisy Dukes for you if you would like. That's gonna no. be Brian's new series once they're uh, settled down <laughs> in Tennessee. Re realize, no, figure out why you're doing it. Yeah, be true to yourself and really do it for you and your family. Like that's the only way it's gonna work. I mean, you can fake it for a long time, but. You're going to be miserable. So what's the point? Good point, Aaron. Thank you for being here tonight. You're welcome. <laughs> Liberty Meat Solution says Daisy Dudes. There you go. That'll, that You know what? You guys have the after party. Now you, all you guys can start your Daisy Dudes podcast. So we can't wait. <laughs> Daisy Dudes on the after party. <laughs> There you go. That that can be your uh, your special little show every once in a while. You know, to kind of piggyback off what you guys both every said. Every once I in a while. That'll be every week. What are you talking about? <laughs> Daisy dudes and crop tops. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> what have we gotten ourselves into? But I, I think to, to kind of just come full circle with this, you know, don't be, don't forget to like every once in a while come back and reevaluate where you're at on this journey, this homesteading lifestyle journey, and make sure that you are still doing it for the right reasons, that you still want to do it. Because there's nothing wrong either with saying, I don't want to do this anymore. There's, you know, if, if it ends up that it's not for you, that's okay. And you don't need to come out and make this big, long explanation about why you're not going to do it anymore either. You can just stop. But just make sure that you're doing it for those right reasons. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, if. <sighs> yep. Go ahead. I'm going to, I'm going to keep that one down inside me. <laughs> like a big old gas bubble. <laughs> It'll come out in a Brian's uh, telegram chat later. So keep it around. Maybe t.me slash lots t.me slash lots chat. <laughs> I have two more beers and hang out at the chat for a while. <laughs> All right. So, Brian. Um, Pickle Pete. I talked about Pickle Pete this morning in my podcast. Uh, you should check that out. <laughs> Scrambling's talking about pickles over there. The... And now he's meowing at you. So, are you, are you also playing the meow game? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> okay. Well, right meow, Brian. I'd like you to tell us where we can find you. Besides uh, Telegram. <laughs> uh, com, uh, YouTube.com slash Happy Hills Homestead. Yeah, we named it before we left the homestead. So I guess we have to name it. I guess we have to buy a property with hills on it when we move so we could keep the name. That would be pretty smart, I guess. Uh, Monday through Friday, YouTube, uh, Odyssey, Twitch, Float, Telegram, Twitter, 6 a.m. to 6 30-ish podcast live stream. Uh, you can catch it in your podcast player. Fountain.fm is the podcast player to use. And yeah, on Fireside Freedom and the After Party on Wednesday nights uh, on YouTube. UTG After Party. Aaron, I'm from Two Chicks Homestead. Um, we have a weekly podcast, usually Wednesday nights. Um, you can find us on I got this too. Um, <laughs> on uh, TikTok and everywhere, Facebook, float. Sometimes, yeah. That, check these guys out. Like, if you don't, they're newer here around here. I know mm -hmm. if you've been around for a long time and you never, you haven't checked them out since they came on board. Definitely check them out for keeping busy. Oh yeah. They got a big concrete experiment going on. You're going to want to check it out. You're going to want to follow along because I know I am. <laughs> Who doesn't love comfrey? 
All right, then I'm Letty right. from two different experiments going in two different ends of the country at this moment <laughs> with my comfrey. <laughs> I'm a mad scientist going crazy. I, I mean, you've shifted everywhere, right? So oh, I've shifted all over the country. Yeah, it'll be it'll be fun to see how. Uh... I actually shifted it to Hawaii, and I don't know if I was legally able to. Oh. I just wow, I did that on the internet. So <laughs> they ordered it. I shipped it. I I think I don't know if that's on the shipper or the receiver, but I will pay the fine if I mean it's not an invasive species. So that's going to be interesting to see how it grows out there. Huh. It'll be fine. <laughs> it's from Minnesota. It'll it'll it can handle anything. <laughs> all right. Well, I'm Letty Lou. You can find me at libertyallday.home.blog and got the links to MeWe and Float and Odyssey on there. So. Thank you guys for joining us tonight. It's been definitely, I had no idea where this conversation was going to go. <laughs> I really didn't. So I'm, I'm glad that we, uh, that it, it went in the different, different tangents that it did. So uh, have a great week, everybody. I don't know what our topic is for next week. I haven't checked yet. So we will be sharing that at some point later this week. One second, little man. And um, until then, take care guys. What about my goals? Just a